SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. two-hour extravaganza on this uh, hump day, Wednesday, June 9th. As you'll say the 8th, June 9th. Yeah, you're surely Scott Wetzel sitting in. Uh, hour number two of our little two-hour extravaganza on this Wednesday, 844-843-6879. Having a little YouTube chat, a little uh, Twitter chat as well. Uh, we got NBA, we got NHL, we got baseball, we got football stuff to get to. We got college football uh, entering the 21st century. How about that? And uh, who knew Jason Giambi turned into Garrett Cole? How about that? So got a lot to get to, including Mr. Vegas owning women's tennis and a bad beat in baseball, a bad beat of all bad beats. <laughs> Good gravy. So uh, a lot to get to. And uh, you got to laugh at the Green Bay Packers as well. So 844-843-6879. Let's hop right to it. We'll start in the NBA last night. Uh, Philadelphia uh, faced with the dilemma of trailing two games to love, losing the first two games at home, all of the L.A. Clippers against the Dallas Mavs in the first uh, game, uh, the first uh, round. But uh, Sixers with the classic zigzag theory come out flying. They open up an 18-point first quarter lead. Uh, they cruise. They're leading by double digits, 18-19 at the half. Was cut to four. Big bucket by Shake Milton. Uh, at the buzzer at the end of three, pushed it back up to seven, and for all intents and purposes, that was it. As they use a fourth quarter 11 nothing run to blow it back open, and Philadelphia beats Atlanta 118-102. So the Sixers even up that series at a game apiece. Joel Embiid, 40 points, did play, you know, for a guy that was dealing with a, a knee injury. And I must say, you know, if you're Philadelphia, you're Doc Rivers again. You know, I don't know. I got a guy who's as fragile as fragile can be, right? I'm up 14, 16 points with two minutes left to go in the game, and Joel Embiid's still on the court. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, all it takes is one Atlanta Hawks mope to run into him, either on purpose or accidentally. And my best player, who has been dealing with knee injuries since he's been born, is out of the playoffs. If I can't hold on to a 16-point lead at home, you know, with two and a half minutes left without having them beat on the court, well, then you know what? I just don't deserve to win. It's as simple as that. I mean, now he didn't get hurt, but and this wouldn't have been hindsight. I think that's stupid. Again, 16-point lead with two minutes left. You, you can't hold on to that lead without him on the court. I, I don't trust these NBA players. You know, if you're, if you're the Atlanta Hawks and, and you're fighting for respect and everything and you don't think, uh, you know, the NBA wants you there and, uh, and Bede's already had a technical foul, already got into a shoving match with uh, one of the Atlanta Hawk players, uh, Gallinari, earlier in the game. You, you don't think it's the craziest notion in the world that the Hawks, you know, may be battling under the boards for a rebound with Embiid and just kind of nudge him a little? Geez, Doc, you got to get him out of the game, for goodness sakes. You know, if they get it to single digits, all right, maybe you want to put him back in, but my goodness, you know, where, where are these guys' brains? We, you know, we talked about it with the Clippers' first hour. Ty Lue, 
They're down three. In final seconds, you don't call a timeout. You don't design a play for uh, Kawhi Leonard. You don't design a play for Paul George. Marcus Morris Sr. is, is shooting your last-second shot. I mean, what are you doing as a head coach? Are these guys alive? Are they watching the game? Utah beats the Clips 112-109. Game does go under despite a 63-point fourth quarter. Cha-ching, cha-ching. That was our best bet with our podcast crew. And uh, you got to push if you put the Jazz in in the afternoon. When we were talking, they were a four-point spread, but they announced that uh, Mike Conley wasn't going to play, so it dropped to three pretty quickly after that. So, Hour number two just underway as we welcome in our full audience. So Utah takes a one nothing series lead over the Clips, who don't have Kawhi Leonard take the last second shot, don't have Paul George, who was brutal again last night, four of 17 shooting, did get his 20 points, but that's awful. And he, he just stayed. I tell you, I'd rather have, uh, you know, my 12-year-old or my 17 or 18, whatever she is, daughter in, in the game than Paul George in a playoff game. Guy, he just stinks in the postseason. Just awful. Four-letter network had a stat where he, he shot, I think they said 25% or worse in like 10 playoff games already. Man, and it was under 25% last night, going 4 of 17. So Philly evens up their series at a game apiece. Utah takes a one nothing series lead over the Clippers. All right, no uh, Brooklyn Nets tonight. Uh, for whatever reason, they get two games off. I don't know if that was designed to help the Nets or the Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, it is what it is. So you have just the one game. You got Denver at Phoenix. Phoenix is a six-point favorite. I tell you, I still I may be gullible here. But I still think the Denver Nuggets are going to win this series. I, I you know, I, I would grab them not only uh, plus the six. I like them on the money line. You're getting yourself halfway decent odds on the money line. Um, you know, uh, plus two hundred five on Denver, but plus six. Any kind of luck maybe it goes up to six and a half, and then you buy the hook and you get it at seven. Hey, listen, Denver could have won. They had a ten point lead in, in the first game, and they just kind of fell apart in the second half. I don't think that's going to happen twice. The only thing that, that I don't like is that the. The Joker won the MVP yesterday, as expected. He, hands down, got over 90% of the vote. Uh, averaged 26, 11, and 8. 41st pick in a draft in the second round a few years ago. 41st, second round pick. Think about that. You know, when, when your team stinks and you say, well, you know what? We, we can't uh, get a good draft choice. We're living in purgatory because we're not awful, awful. But, you know, we, we have this, we have that. Just think about what the Nuggets were able to get with the Joker. 2014 draft. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll take a look at, at some of the draft choices. Some of the stiffs that were taken ahead of the Joker when we come back. Opposite pick, Sportsman Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's damage right there. Shohei, way, way, sayonara. Where did that land? (laughs) Just like that. Couple rolls on the top. Two nothing Angels. Shohei, goodness. 
You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, Angels Radio Network, they're there with the calls. Uh, they do beat Kansas City 8-1, to Shohei Itani, supposedly a 470-foot home run. I still don't. Uh, the longest home run in the major this season. I still don't believe they can uh, they can pinpoint it down uh, versus being 469 or 471. I, I just I don't believe it. I just don't. So, But 470-foot uh, blast, Angels beat the Royals. Some goofiness in, in Major League Baseball. We'll get to here in a second. But let me just spend a second uh, or two on the draft. Uh, think about this, um, New York Knicks fans. I always love to throw it in the Knicks' face. You, you wonder why your team has stunk, right? I mean, really, you don't have to go very far. Their drafts have been atrocious, just atrocious. But just know the MVP, the Joker, was drafted in the second round. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks earlier, the New York Knicks holding on to the 34th overall pick, and Joker went uh, 41 to Denver. The New York Knicks take Nicola? No. Cleanthony Early out of Wichita State. Pretty good little player in college. I remember him. Stiff in the NBA. And actually, I tell you, you look at that 2014 draft, while you didn't have that many home runs, that might be the deepest draft in NBA history, believe it or not, you know, or at least within the last, we'll say, 20 years. They actually had a lot of players drafted late. Normally, after the top 10, you rarely get anybody that uh, contributes, right? Top heavy, not, no, it's, it's not. This is bottom heavy, to tell you the truth. Number one pick that year was Andrew Wiggins, and we were still kind of waiting for him to emerge. Jabari Parker went number two to the Bucs, another dookie-pukey failure. And Bede goes to the 76ers three. Aaron Gordon, Ford, Orlando, not too bad. Dante Exum, whatever happened to him? He was with the Jazz. Is he still? I don't think he's with them anymore. Marcus Smart, Julius Randle uh, by the Lakers. Um, Noel Bonley. Alfred Payton. The Knicks have more like first-round busts from this draft on their team than they have the good guys. All the bad players the Knicks have, including Payton. Doug McDermott, eh, you know, I'm not, not a top 11 pick. Uh, Dario Saric, okay. Zach Levine was in this one. Uh, Nurkic uh, of Portland, uh, drafted by Chicago, is in this one in the first round. Um, Rodney Hood, not too bad. Shabazz Napier, not too bad. Clint uh, Capella, not too bad. Bogdan Bajanovic, not too bad. These are all late first-round selections. Second round, Joe Harris of the Nets, pretty good. I think that's the same Joe Harris. Uh, there's the next pick, Clay at the early. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie with the Nets, you know, hurt this year, but pretty good player. Jeremy Grant, not too bad. The Joker, after that, Glenn Robinson the third. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was in this draft. He's turned himself into a pretty good six-man um, at the, the number 46 choice overall. And that's basically it. But that's, you know, in the second round, you got some pretty good Dwight Powell, Jordan Clarkson, the Joker, Grant, Dinwiddie, um, Joe Harris. Like I said, that, that's actually a halfway decent draft, believe it or not. But the Joker, the, the deepest 41st overall, first second-round pick ever, and then the, the lowest pick ever to win the uh, the MVP. So Derrick Rose got a vote. He got the fans' vote. And people say, well, you know, how do the fans love him here in New York? Well, 
compared to Kyrie Irving, uh, listen, uh, you know, anybody can be looking good compared to Kyrie as far as fans uh, being uh, supportive here in New York. NBA, by the way, uh, reportedly asked the Nets to stop putting up a stopwatch on the Jumbotron when uh, the Greek freak is really not Greek is on the free throw line. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Montreal Harrell says he's uh, one and done with the L.A. Lakers. I don't think anybody's losing any sleep over that, Montreal. So off you go. It's amazing how many guys are leaving the Lakers. There was a point in time where people went to go play with LeBron. Now they're all getting out, whether it's Harrell, whether it's uh, what's-his-face there in the backcourt, you know, um, eh, something about LeBron. Maybe they see the writing on the wall. Baseball. You heard the highlight there. Angels do win. Uh, Cubbies win. Patrick Wisdom. Who is Patrick Wisdom? I mean, sooner or later, people are going to start taking notice of him. He hit another home run for the Cubs last night. Uh, Cubs beat the Padres. He has now eight home runs in 10 games for the Cubs. You know, all the Major League Baseball can't hit their way out of a paper bag this year. And Patrick Wisdom is hitting home runs left and right as the Cubs knock off the Padres 7-1. Wow. How about the Pirates? You know, this really is not a bad beat because I, I would think 80% of all people bet the Dodgers last night. And chances are, you know, instead of laying two to one minus 190, you probably laid a run and a half. So Cabrian Hayes, Charlie Hayes kid, hits a home run in the first, I think it's the first inning. And he fails to touch first base. Dodgers take notice, give him credit. He's called out. Wow. Now, in a little bit of defense, it was a fly ball down the right field line. Looked like it might be foul. Looked like it might be like off the wall. So to his credit, he's hustling around first base. The ball's in front of him down the right field line. So he's looking down the right field line, and he just doesn't pay attention and fails to touch first base. As he rounds first base, they rule a couple seconds later. It's a home run. He jogs all the way around. And, uh, you know, someone's wise enough on the Dodgers realized that he didn't touch first base. They challenged, and he was called out. How's it a bad beat? Dodgers win 5-3, to three, not 5-4. to four. So, albeit in the first inning, still a run is a run. And the Dodgers win by two. Wow. That reminds me... Uh, who was the Mets uh, that hit the grand slam against Arizona in the postseason uh, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago? I forget who it was. Uh, and he, the, the, the Mets mobbed him at second base, and he didn't complete the grand slam, so the game went under. Who was that? Was that the Todd? Uh, Todd I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Todd Frazier. Uh, that, now, that's that's probably the worst, like, home run bad beat there was. So you could, you know, pass a guy on, on a base pads not knowing, but – when the, your players mob you. I remember that. Yeah, the over-under was like eight and a half, I think. He hits the grand slam. They win the game. It's a walk-off. And they mob him at second base, and he doesn't score. And the game ends, I think it was five to three, like a half a run under the grand slam. Wow. <laughs> that, that sucks. Now, that's bad. Uh, at least this was in the first inning when he had a shot. But in the end, you lay the run and a half. You got lucky last night on the Dodgers. Braves beat the Phillies 9-5. to uh, Speaking of the Mets, they got plastered by the Orioles 10-3. to They take on, uh, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Matt Harvey later tonight. Fish over the Rockies 6-2. to God, how awful are the Rockies? 4-23 and now on the road. I actually played a little hunch on them yesterday. We talked about it. I, I thought maybe, just maybe, Miami, 
you know, playing in Pittsburgh Sunday, flying to Boston for their one-game makeup, then flying the, that night to, down to Miami that they would be gassed and everything for last night's game. And they still beat the Rocks with probably their best pitcher, Senzatelli, on the hill, 6-2. to two. Oh, The Rockies are just awful. Just awful. 4-23. and 23. I, I don't understand. How could you be so good at home? They're 23-14 and 14 at home. And four and twenty, they basically set the record for the worst splits in the history of baseball. I kid you not. Home lost record that they may set the record this year. I, I just don't understand how you can be that bad. I understand the Rocky, the home field, and all that other stuff, but you know the opposition's playing in Colorado. Astros beat the Red Sox seven to one. There was a reason why they were favored. Uh, Astros are just great against left-handed pitchers, as the White Sox are, and they beat a lefty yesterday as well. Uh, Devil Dogs over the Nationals. Um, you know, our guy, uh, John Lester, is not getting any help by the Nationals for his uh, Hall of Fame bid. He's got no wins so far this year. He's got to get another 15-20. Speaking of baseball, uh, once a cheater, always a cheater. That would be the New York Stanky. That's the opposite picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever used spider attack while pitching? Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that. To be honest. Um, I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players, and um, you know, I. I think uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard, and and uh, I've stood pretty stood pretty firm in, in terms of that, uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot, um, you know. And and I again, like I mentioned earlier, there's you know this is important to a lot of people that love the game, and this is including including the players in this room, including fans, including you know teams. And so if MLB wants to you know legislate some more stuff. That's a conversation that we can have um, because ultimately we should all be pulling in the same direction. And there you go. Little Garrett Cole, New York stanky pitcher. And really, uh, you know, we had to edit that down because it was a little bit long, but Chris, you should have kept the first portion in there um, in that, he was asked the question, you know, did you use this spider tack? And, and what it, basically, it's a stick-em. Um, it's a form of stick-em. And he paused, and he paused, and he paused some more. You, know, you, you, you buried the lead there. Uh, you you got to keep that pause in there because that, that's what makes the whole thing so funny. He didn't know what to say. And it's pretty dopey because he had to know he was going to be asked about this. I, I mean... 
you know, you're going to talk to the media and everyone's talking about this. And you got Josh Donaldson of the Twinkies who's accusing you specifically of cheating. And then you're going to go talk to the media. So, I mean, how didn't you have something, you know, predetermined in your brain about what you were going to say? And it was just like funny. He was just like waiting and waiting. You know, they teach that in sales. You know, don't flinch. Uh, you make an offer to somebody and you just wait and you wait and you wait. You know, it's kind of like when you're buying a car, you know, they make an offer and, and they, they tell a salesperson, I've been in enough sales courses. You, you don't, you know, don't say anything until they respond, you know, uh, and same thing. It was kind of like a, a stalemate there for like a good five, six, seven seconds, which seemed like an eternity. And, you know, then I thought he answered it, you know, pretty wisely, basically saying, well, I, what he should have said was I'm not doing in essence, what anyone else is not doing. So whatever you think I'm doing, I'm not the only one. But it's a precarious situation because you don't want to bury all your teammates and everybody else, but you also want to let the world know, hey, listen, if you think it's just me, you're kidding yourself. But that's how they have to kind of do it. So, But it was just funny how we just he didn't know what to say there. And, you know, it reminded me of Jason Giambi. If you remember him when he was with the Stanks, we, the whole world knew he was on roids. He all but admitted it. You know, same exact thing. You know, was one dopey reporter in New York smart enough, had enough balls or the courage or the conviction to just say, Jason, yes or no? Did you take steroids? No, of course not, because they all love Jason. So they let this little thing slide by without him really having to admit it, even though we all know he did it. Uh, you know, at least uh, this reporter did a pretty good job asking him specifically. So maybe he learned his lesson. Kenny Davidoff, give credit where credit is due. So, but, you know, how about this Stanky fans? You know, you dopey Stanky fans. I told you this last month, two months ago, three months ago. When you're crying about how the Houston Astros cheated and, you know, they didn't play by the rules and they're stealing signs and we should have won a World Series, even though we haven't won a World Series in over 10 years. And uh, Aaron Judge should have won the MVP. And we got cheated, cheated, cheated. You know, meanwhile, they have a litany of cheaters on their club, you know, going all the way back to, to Joe DiMaggio when he was uh, drinking coffee, uh, caffeine coffee shots uh, in between innings, literally looking up. I mean, the guy was buzzing on caffeine every game, you know, between that and uh, all the steroids and stuff. And I said that. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, you the last 25 years, every World Series you've won has been thanks to steroids, whether it's with Roger Clemens or Andy Pettit uh, or uh, A-Royd himself, obviously. And you have some balls. You really have some gall uh, to accuse the Astros of cheating to the point where, like, you're so high and mighty. So here we are two, three months later, and how about that? We have another cheater, another one with the Stankies. What a joke. What a piss poor operation New York has. Unbelievable. And then they have the ball. They have the balls to accuse the Astros of being unethical and everything else. When their best pitcher, who is sitting on a $200 million contract, which now be rendered worthless because he can't throw without the stick him, <laughs> good luck to that, uh, has been cheating the whole time. What a joke. How about the Green Bay Packers? Speaking of uh, being pretty funny here. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up yesterday, right, for training camp. We knew he wasn't going to. They could find him, as you know, uh, three days uh, over $93,000. Great money for you and I, but literally chump change for him. He's not worried about that. 
But I want to hear Coach Matt LaFleur, you know, talk about it, right? So I don't see – I see stories, but I don't really see any kind of quotes or anything, or uh, at least not any audio tape from him. So I go to the Packer website, and I look for, you know, Coach talking to the media, and they got the video after video after video after video, and I don't see Matt LaFleur, Packers head coach. And I'm like, what the fudge? So then I finally see him at LaFleur all the way at the bottom of their webpage, and it says LaFleur talking about um, – uh, who was he talking about? Uh, uh, oh, well, uh, uh, Funches, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Funches, the, the wide receiver. Uh, LaFleur on Funches, he sure looks the part. And I'm like, well, I don't really care about Matt LaFleur talking about uh, Devin, uh, not Dwayne, Devin Funches. Who cares, right? Where's the Matt LaFleur? Where's the, I'm looking for the icon Matt LaFleur talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, they had to have asked him that. That's the lead story. I mean, the, the best quarterback in the NFL maybe is not showing up and he's all pissed off. I mean, it's the Green Bay Packers official website. They got to have the coach talking about that, right? Nothing. Nothing on the front page, nothing on the second page, nothing on the video page. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's let's see what good old Matt LaFleur has to say about Devin Funches. Like, I really care. Lo and behold, that's the press conference. The bird brains in Green Bay. You think they want to bury this story? They labeled the normal Matt LaFleur media conference call LaFleur talking about Devin Funches. Meanwhile, every other question was on Aaron Rodgers, except uh, somebody, a female reporter. Not that it matters. But, you know, for some reason or another, it was asking about somebody else. Everyone else was asking about, uh, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers not showing up. And, uh, you know, he, he danced his way around it. He did a pretty good job of not saying anything, uh, basically saying they're going to keep it in-house. You know, every – Tough question and credit the Packer media. They they did it, you know, they asked him like four or five times, you know, different ways to skin a cat here. Um, you know, what's happening? What's it doing to the team? Are you ever going to give up on this? You know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he just basically said it's team business and uh, they're going to keep family business in house and that's how it is. So they're not ripping him. They're not supporting him. Uh, it, it's a tough spot, but, you know, Clearly, Matt LaFleur knew he was going to be asked about this and was prepared, unlike Garrett Cole. But I just thought it was funny. The Green Bay Packer official website, Matt LaFleur on Funches. He sure looks the part. Yeah, I, I can't wait to use that tape. <laughs> what a bunch of mopes. Uh, brother. All right, so we got our baseball plays from uh, yesterday. Went two and two with our um, series plays that we've chosen four series that we're going to play on every single game. Uh, and uh, we went uh, one and one on the other stuff. On the series plays, we won with Oakland, won with Milwaukee, lost with Colorado, and lost with the uh, Kansas City Royals. So two and two for plus 15, uh, you know, it beats minus 15. So we're up to 530 uh, profits for that. Today, right back on the ace, minus one and a half against Arizona. I'm not going to lay two to one. Uh, right back on Milwaukee, playing great baseball, 10 of 11. Now they've won. Um, I, you know what? I'm not taking Colorado anymore. I, I, even if they do win, I'm just, I just can't do it. I played a little hunch yesterday uh, with that travel schedule for the Marlins, but I, I can't put American money on a team that's uh, won four road games out of 33, I think it is, or whatever it is. Uh, and I'll, I'll play Kansas City one more time against the Angels, who I don't think are good enough to sweep anybody. 
and that's what they're trying to do today. Our bet, bet on the, the uh, opposition against the Stanks and uh, bet on the opposition against the Red Sox. We split. Yankees did beat the Twinkies. Our profits are down to 215. Astros, unfortunately, beat our Red Sox, so our deficit is at minus 165. So when you combine the two, we're plus 50, pretty, pretty much even. Uh, today, right back on the Twinkies, although they never beat the Stankies. They really don't. Uh, right back on the Astros, although I happen to think the Red Sox win tonight. Mets are going against Matt Harvey, so Matt Harvey is one of our constant go-against. He pitched against them before in New York. This one's in Baltimore, so a little less fanfare, uh, but we're still going to play the Mets, and uh, we did win with Walker Bueller last night. He's one of our guys that we play on all the time, so um, he was a uh, plus uh, 100, so our deficit on Walker is down to minus 255. Just uh, I haven't updated this in a little while. We like to do it once or twice a week. Bet on the Dodgers, you're minus 620. Uh, with last night's win, your deficit is 620. Bet against the Dodgers, you're up three and a quarter. Bet on Pittsburgh, you're down 590. Bet against Pittsburgh every single game, you're up two and a quarter. Baseball plays. Uh, home teams last night went seven and eight. Over-unders, seven, seven, and one. NBA favorites went uh, 1-0-1, pushed with Utah. Uh, both games went under, so the favorite and under hit twice, or at least really once with the push and in, in under. So favorites and over continue to lead the way with 16. Favorites and under uh, at 14. Uh, you should be making money with the boys in Vegas. Speaking of making money, opposite picks coming up next right here at Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. music means time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly most profitable five minutes in radio opposite picks what are opposite picks your newbies ask well we give you five six seven games a day five six seven thousand reasons why we like one team and then we go opposite why because despite all the stats trends hunches systems injury reports weather reports and everything else nobody but nobody beats the boys in vegas and FanDuel. proved it again last night we'll go over our picks here from last night in a second but first up picks for today Got a five-pack of winners for you. We'll start in the NBA. Just one game. Denver getting six at Phoenix. Love the Nuggets in this game. If not for falling apart in the second half of game one, they would have won that contest as well. But a game is 48 minutes, unfortunately, not 30, so they lost. That won't happen again. Nuggets played awful, but now they got the Joker. Fresh off his MVP award-winning night last night. Uh, you know, they did the same thing against Portland in the first round as far as playing awful as well. Remember in game four, they got blown out. Coach called them out. They won game five. Same thing happens here. Denver not only covers, but they win outright, and they win the series. Love Denver in this series. Give me Phoenix minus the six. Pick number two, NHL. 
over five and a half Boston at New York Islanders. Love playing overs in non-game seven elimination games. Although I know last night's Carolina game went under. Boston's facing elimination as they trail in the series three games to two. I'll let the Wetzel Black Cloud take care of the Islanders in the game itself. Here we want a winner. I expect a lot of power plays tonight after Boston head coach Bruce Cassidy called out the officials for swallowing their whistles in the previous games of this series. Penalties equal power plays equal goals. Series three and two over so far as well. Boys in Vegas bumped the line up to five and a half from five all series long. They're thinking the same thing we are. Only exception is they can't go to six. That's too high. We can. 4-2 Bruins win easily, maybe even a couple of empty netters. This thing's going to sail over the number. It'll be under five and a half, Boston Islanders. Pick number three, we'll go to baseball. Oakland laying 215 against Arizona. Well, the Diamondbacks had lost seven street, uh, 17 straight games heading into last night's game at Oakland. Now, 18 straight. They lose 5-2. to two. What are the chances of this pathetic team breaking that streak today? You know what? It's not happening. Getaway day for the D-backs in this little two-game series. First place A's are, oddly enough, only 18-17 and 17 at home this year versus 18-9 and nine on the road. But you know what? Those Arizona road woes are just too good to pass up. I love Oakland. Diamondbacks don't even have a pitcher listed for today. They're a mess. You got to be crazy to play Oakland. Love, or crazy to play Arizona. Love Oakland today. And give me Arizona plus the 195. Pick number four, Texas. Pick them against San Francisco. What, has Mr. Vegas lost his mind no, but I'll admit there aren't many times I'd bet a last place club versus a first place club as we are here. And there are even fewer times I'd take a team that has lost 12 of 13 versus a team that's won 10 of 13 as we are here. This is going to be one of those exceptions. Why? Because Texas has Kyle Gibson starting. Who's he? Well, he's 4-0 this year, including 3-0 at home. He's had uh, He's allowed two runs or less in 10 of his 12 starts this year. He's allowed four runs over his last 24-plus innings. I mean, he is on fire. He is by far their best pitcher. Again, 4-0. Team may suck, but he doesn't. Sam Fran, they got a pitcher who's wearing uniform number 73. Ugh! I can't bet on any pitcher who wears a uniform number 73. What is that? Love Texas today at home. Give me San Fran to pick them. Pick number five, White Sox minus 140 versus Toronto. Hard not to like the White Sox today. They're at home. They have 7-1 Lance Lynn on the hill. He's allowed two runs or less in his last six starts, including four games in which he left throwing shutout baseball. He's been on fire by far. Again, the best Sox pitcher. Rookie Alex Manoa starts for the Blue Jays. You know, after shutting out the Stankies in his debut, he was lit up for four runs in less than four innings his next time out against power-hitting Miami. Now he faces the real power-hitting White Sox on the road. He's doomed. Love, love, love Chicago at home today, laying only 140. Give me Toronto plus the 140. 
are opposite picks with a small schedule in the NBA and NHL. So we'll limit it to five. NBA, we're going to grab Phoenix opposite pick-wise against Denver. Lane in six. We're going to grab the under five and a half Boston and the New York Islanders. Baseball, this is going to be tough, but give me Arizona plus the 195. San Fran pick them against Texas. And Toronto plus 120 against the White Sox. Opposite picks for this Wednesday, June 9th. All right, let's check out how we did yesterday with our opposite picks. Uh, let's see. We had Carolina against Tampa Bay. I thought the Lightning would win out. They did, so that was a loser. Uh, I thought Colorado would win, so Las Vegas plus uh, 135. That was a winner. Uh, Philadelphia on the courts, uh, laying six against the Hawks. That was a winner. Clippers plus four. Uh, if I'll take the loss on the pyramid, I'll take the win with opposite picks. It is what it is. Uh, Clippers plus four. That was a winner. Uh, Arizona against the A's, that was a loser. So one and one, two and one, three and one, three and two on the night. Not bad. Not bad at all. And uh, one of those was a decent-sized dog in uh, in Las Vegas. So that brings our overall record opposite picks-wise. And we'll reshuffle this once we get the football season. Then it'll be a full, full year. So we're 290 up and 264 down. 26 games over 500. How about that? Not bad. All right, so I'll post those on the website, and uh, you can check that out. We got another upset brewing at the French Open. Oh, do I? Did I own the French? I hope you guys follow me religiously. If you don't, shame on you. Because we told you at the beginning of the French Open we're going to have some fun, right? We're going to give this tournament a little bit of life. We're going to bet on the top 10 women. Actually, we're going to bet against the top 10 women according to FanDuel players, every day or every round. And we're going to see how we come out. And I told you we're going to do that because on clay especially, there are just so, so many upsets on the women's tour. Uh, the women's tour is pretty balanced anyway, unlike the men. You know, you got Rafi, you got the Joker, you got Federer, and you got everybody else. That that really is all it is on, on the men's side. You, you got a couple of guys that are trying to break through, but they never do. But the women, that that's not the case. You, you got uh, a dozen players on the women that are all capable. So we took the top ten. We're going to go against them to make a long story short. All right. After round number one, uh, with the 10 plays that we had, we were minus 70 bucks. Round number two, we won 500, so we were up 430. Round number three, we broke even, we remained up 430. Round number four, we lost a uh, buck 10, so our number 430 was up to 320. Round number five, as we are now, we already have one winner in the banks with Tamara Zidanzak, who upset uh, Paula Badosa as a plus 250 dog. Cha-ching, cha-ching. And Coco Goff, uh, we, we told you yesterday we we're going to bet against her. She was one of the, the three remaining uh, women that we're betting against, against Barbara Krejcikov, Ova, Krejcikova, what, well, I don't know, K-R-E-J-C-I-K-O-V-A, Krejcikov, Kova, something like that. I don't care, but she's a favorite, and she's winning. And she's winning pretty handily. She took the first set 7-6. In a tiebreaker, and she's leading five zip in a second set. One more game, and she finishes off Coco, which I you know I don't want it because she's an American, but unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, so that would be another plus a hundred bucks on our ticker. So we would be up plus three fifty. We got one more match left. Uh, uh, we're going with the Maria Sakari against uh, the Iga Swiatek uh, woman. 
Uh, she's a plus 260 dog. They they square off later on today. They were supposed to play last night, but for some reason, they got pushed off until today. So if uh, this uh, Barbara woman uh, closes things out, we'll be up 350 in the fifth round. On top of the 320, we'd be up 670. Who gives you French Open tennis winners like yours truly, like Mr. Vegas? Huh? How about that? How about that? Cha-ching. Now, that's all based on a $100 bet. You probably didn't bet $100, but even if you bet $10 just for some fun, just to follow along. So Maria Sakari is the last one standing. She would be against uh, Switek. She would be the last one, which means since there are only two rounds left, we guaranteed ourselves a winner. Even if we lost the last three matches, we still would be ahead of the game. So, <coughs> cha-ching, cha-ching. It's a beautiful thing. All right, our pyramid plays. We got to do our six-club parlay as well. Pyramid plays for today. Denver plus six, best NBA play. There's only the one game. I like the over, but ultimately, uh, we're going to go with Denver. Our prop, I'm going to go over 29 and a half, uh, the Joker. They had an awful game one. Only got, what, 22, 23 points, whatever it was. I don't think they're going to stop him. Uh, fresh off the MVP. Denver's down one. You're going to get a big game out of him. Over 29 and a half. Asking for 30 is a lot, but it is what it is. We're going to put the Wetzel Black Cloud on the Islanders. Best hockey play. Islanders plus 110. Prop, we're going to go over. I'm still debating in my mind four or three, but you know what? We'll take the three. We'll go with the lower number. We'll go over three Bergeron. I don't like having to get five shots on goal. I think Pasternak will get that, but um, obviously three to four is a little bit easier. So over three Bergeron shots on goal for the Bruins. There's no way those guys don't get it. Really, there is no way. Baseball, boy, you got to love the White Sox, right? Um, it, it could go back to Oakland, but that's based on a streak more than anything else. White Sox is, is based on they should beat the snot out of uh, Toronto. Uh, WNBA. Going to go with over Indy Chicago. Don't know if the numbers are out. FanDuel's, uh, well, really, it's not even a FanDuel thing, actually. I shouldn't blame them. It's that's it's a, yeah, the games aren't out for the WNBA. The boys in Vegas are a little slow with WNBA games for some reason. But uh, we'll anticipate that number being in the 160s, low 160s. So Indy Chicago, two awful teams. Let's go over. And then if you're only going to play one, Wetzel Black Cloud on the Islanders plus the 120. I said 110. It's actually 120 on FanDuel, so we'll take the extra 10 points. All right, our six club parlays. We're 3-0 on two of them. If this was a game seven, I'd really put the Islanders in both to put the black, 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 black cloud on them. We're going to put the Islanders in the first one. That's number 37 with over Seattle winner, Brooklyn the other night winner, Utah last night, Moneyline winner. So we're going to put the Islanders in that one. And then we're going to put in uh, number 38. Not going to put a prop, not going to put Denver. Won't put over Indy Chicago because I don't officially know the line. We're going to go, you know what? Let's put the official black, black cloud. Put the Islanders in the same, in another one as well. Islanders plus 120 in both six club parlays. I can't have them clinch. Not on home ice. No way. Can't do it. Got to take one for the team tonight. We'll close up shop next. I'm 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let us uh, check out the poll question, which uh, we did not uh, really uh, talk about too much today, unfortunately. Uh, Sometimes we get to it. Sometimes we kind of forget. But who has the best chance of rallying to win their respective series? Bucks down two zip against the Nets. No hope whatsoever. Uh, Less than 2% of the vote. That's pretty funny. Avs down 3-2 versus Las Vegas, getting 22%. Uh, Clippers down one zip to Utah, getting 25. And our beloved Boston Bruins down 3-2 against the Islanders, getting almost 51% of the vote. So go to your opposite picks feed. Uh, Pretty good response so far. Get your vote in, and then we'll update that tomorrow before we announce our uh, new poll. Yesterday, the poll winner was uh, the best chance of happening this year, Jimmy G playing for the uh, 49ers, 52% of the vote. Brady and the Bucs winning the Super Bowl, 23. Aaron Rodgers playing for Green Bay, only 18%. How about that? Uh, Yahoo Sports reporting today, or really yesterday, that – there's some buzz growing amongst the college football community about having a 12-team playoff. Not 8, 10, or 16, but 12, which makes the most sense. You get the top four teams buys. You can have automatic bids. You have some, a bunch of at-large bids. You get the smaller conferences involved. I'd say it's going to happen. It, it, sooner or later, it will happen. And I don't think it would happen in our lifetime, but uh, it will. How about Alabama, Nikki Quick? Oh, what a goof. He offers a kid, uh, Victor Belfort, an old wrestler. I'm not into wrestling. His son offered the kid a scholarship. Great quarterback looks like. So what? Uh, well, the kid hasn't played that much uh, football. What, senior? No. Junior in high school? No. Sophomore in high school? No. Freshman in high school? No. His first year. Hasn't played in high school football in Alabama, and Nikki Quick is offering him a scholarship. Saban could be dead by the time this kid is eligible to play college football. What a goof. Uh, We got our six club parlays. You know what? We're going to start another one. Parlay number 39, we're going to use the White Sox minus 140. We'll put the Islanders in the other two. We will go with the White Sox uh, in the parlay number 39. So enjoy your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here. Opposite picks. Be safe. Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM 204.